We're live, pal. Here we go. You know what? Stop the music. You don't need a recap. You know what happened. Everybody's been talking about it. Everybody's been arguing. Let's get down to business, Andrew. How was your trip to Atlanta? Let's dig in. Terry, Terry, Terry. It was fantastic. And the reason for that is partly uh, you made a surprise run-in to the game uh, weekend. Uh, Not the game. I ain't going to that shit. The game weekend. Weekend, sir. Listen, already had too many of them bourbons. Terry's drunk tonight, folks. It's going to be a great show. No, but quite. you should have seen me Friday. I was shocked because I put it out of my mind that Terry was going to be there. And then he shows up and I have no reaction. And it's not that I was no selling him. I'm just in a state of shock. But he and Allison pulled it yeah, off. Yeah, state was of shock, you call it. Shock. Okay. Shock, exactly. Shock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fly Delta. There you go. <laughs> but the uh no i was obviously a little bit out of it and then terry's in we went to the dinner magic show it was great Fantastic. had some not so great brunch me and allison decided we agreed it wasn't that great brunch got yelled at by a random guy on the street thank you oh yeah this is great so i said this this homeless guy me and terry went to the little circle k around the corner from the hotel because hotel prices are going to make us airline prices. You already said he was and homeless. <laughs> he, well, he definitely was homeless. I mean, shit, it's it's downtown Atlanta, Terry. These people know where we were. Anyway, we're in downtown Atlanta. We go to the little Circle K gimmick, and he's he's like talking shit to us or to everybody. Mumble. But we don't know what he's but we don't know what he's saying because he's like. Right. And we, me and Terry just ignore his ass, walk back in, and I get in. I walk out. We get our shit. We walk out. And this dude's still doing it, and he's doing it a little louder. And all I said was the same thing I say to people when I'm doing the passive listening, which is a tell, Terry. Now you'll know. I understand. And homie freaked out over me saying, I understand. And he followed me and Terry. He had, like, this belt or something that he was oh, swinging yeah. around. I mean, I'm like, and I looked at Terry after the guy stopped following us. I'm like, what the fuck are you so mad about? <laughs> and Terry looks at me dead in the face and says, apparently, because you understand. <laughs> well, I mean, that was the first thing he said that we understood. He said, even though you said I understand, we didn't understand anything he said until you said mm-hmm. I understand. And then, boy, he was loud and clear after that. He did not like that response. I don't even know what it was, but nah, that was the funny part of the weekend after we were out of danger, but, uh, great weekend, great football game. Hey, and by the way, sir, I may not win the pickums, but I called that score <laughs> dead on 27, 24 uh, roll tide. Yes. Yeah. Sir. That 27, 24 haunts me. That's their last two wins. They won the iron bowl, 27, 24. Then they won the championship, 27, 24. Good. And we'll get into it, but it was a great football game. Yeah. And really enjoyed the stadium. I don't I now know what a billion dollars looks like in terms of Mercedes. But it really when you when you put it into context as to what all this is, it didn't look like a billion dollars. There wasn't, you know, diamonds and platinum and all this crap everywhere. It was I mean it's just a beautiful stadium, huge LED, huge LED board. Have you been? Have you been I to have Mercedes? Not. 
I haven't okay. been to any kind of arena inside Atlanta since the Georgia Dome. So it's been a while. So I, so obviously SEC was always at Georgia Dome. Then they moved it to Mercedes-Benz yeah. in 17 or 18, something like yeah. that. Um, but they have the huge ring, the big LED, three rows up. We sat in section 102. You saw some pictures. I do not regret buying those seats because you could see everything either on the field or on the board. That was a good no ob- spot. No obstructions. You're not too far up, you know, and I didn't pay five times what they were worth because you're too close to the field, you know. So, yeah. um, no, nah, really fun weekend. Thank you for the surprise. Again, I appreciate it. Uh, y'all did good, and, you know, we'll have another chance, it sounds like, next year for yeah. our other folks there. Allison saying – Vegas. <laughs> so who knows? Um, if we make it that far. If we make it that far, that is correct. But we've got other things we're going to be doing. Going to be a lot of fun. Always fun traveling with my There's friends. Always Top Guy Weekend. All the friends listening to us. We can't wait to see you then, wherever that may be. Hopefully, it's not in Huntsville again. Even though that saved me a lot of money this year. Um, I like to experience things, even if it costs me money. So get me out of Huntsville. That's right. Get us out of North Carolina. So I'm good with it. But Terry, we had a big, big, big football weekend aside from my birthday. Um, by the way, folks, number 38, because I know you're all curious how you can get Damn the fountain of youth old. like I have. Terry is far older than I am, but you know. Far. With, it's a single yeah. digit number. <laughs> a high single digit number. It's, it starts with a four. Yeah. <laughs> But no, we're all having a good time. But yeah, it was it was a great game. But we had a lot of great games. So I know we're keeping it loose today. We're not going to yeah. bore our people with stats because obviously firings, transfers, and controversy matter more than yeah. what the stat line finished at this. And week. the bullshit uh, is the uh, the way the NCAA decides that they're going to solve their national championship picture. I mean, it is bullshit. No yeah. matter and what our gonna... poll says. Um, uh, there's a well, lot better ways to do this, and they just refuse to do anything about it. But anyway. Well, and here's the thing. Full disclaimer, because we have a friend that may get pissy over the Florida State <laughs> conversation, and we don't want him to. I mean, we love that he does because he's so passionate about it. But from the standpoint, don't get mad at us. We're just messengers. But here's the thing. Yeah. Terry in my poll is that exactly that. It's two guys that look at all the games, and we evaluate the football teams, and we say, well, this team's this, this team's that. I did not vote Travis and Florida Travis less Florida State yeah. in the top five, but I don't get my information from ESPN either. So we'll get into all of that, but we do want to preface this, guys. These are who Terry and I think are the best teams in the country. Um, and I will also preface this because y'all know I'm an Alabama fan, <laughs> and I know I'm already off script, but don't worry about it. Terry, there is no fun. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Terry. Don't be a don't be a square. Terry's a square. Uh, but anyway, sometimes he's round. Look at that head. Look at well, that head. I'm yeah. wearing purple for Washington, which is a representation of us being incorrect. <laughs> you need a you need to stop with the Washington talk. <laughs> anyway, all I was gonna say was I was asked by another friend of ours, mutual friend John Hickson, and he messaged me, he said, Andrew, you think that Alabama's gonna get into the playoff? And I said, and I'm an Alabama fan, y'all know. I said, absolutely not. I said, they could lose, and I bet you Georgia gets in over them. And, and I said that to him. And then, of course, Georgia's on the outside. Alabama's in. I did not think, honestly, did not think 
even after watching that SEC championship game, that Alabama was a lock to be in the playoff. And I know we're going to get into the debate when we talk about the four, but from a fan perspective, I thought Florida State was going to get in, and then it was going to be down to Texas and Georgia. I didn't think Alabama was going to get the look because everybody, and we'll get into it, is hanging so much on Texas. Well, Texas this, Texas that. Automatically assuming that Texas is a better team, they get the lock? That shouldn't be where the fucking debate is. And we'll get there. So I'm going to stop and take a breath. (laughs) So it should have never been the debate. But let's go ahead, Terry. You get me on track. Well, let's just go through the five games. Obviously, there were ten conference championship games. You know, Liberty's undefeated. Good for them. Uh, That gets into my whole situation about why are there 133 teams. You know, we've got this debate about Florida State being undefeated and and the travesty of them – travesty, you know, that's ironic – of them not showing up in the playoff. But, you know, if we've got a conference where a team wins it and goes undefeated and there is just absolutely no discussion about whether they should be in the playoff, something is wrong right off the bat. And I've said this before, and I'll keep saying it, 133 teams is too much. And we don't even stay within the 133 teams when we make our schedules. How stupid is that? They can't pick an FBS school to play. You know, we got to, you know, I I mentioned this on social media. We got to go play Chattanooga. We got to go play North Alabama. You know, and Auburn can't say much. They got their asses kicked by New Mexico State, right? But um, there are plenty of teams to pick from in FBS. To go FCS, that's just ludicrous to me. I think it's time for a split. I mean, that's the answer. Let's make everybody's schedule harder. That way, undefeated seasons are rare. And whenever somebody does have an undefeated season, we don't debate whether it was good enough. That's just nonsense. We have gone way too far with this craziness. Anyway, well, I had to get that go- rant. It's gone on for years, and you know where I'm going with this. Boise State. Yeah. Boise State would win the Mountain West or mm-hmm. whatever other conference they happen to be in, and they would win it handily Yeah, and never even be considered to be in a championship-level game. And then, then they beat Oklahoma. Then they beat Oklahoma, you know? So, well, they would never compete, blah, blah, blah. Right. I think that has been disproven. But to your point, Terry, FB and FC are completely different levels of talent, mm-hmm. different levels of athlete. And we have 133 teams. Even if we had 100, mm-hmm. it's still too many, more than likely. Um but then, then you get into the debate of who's too many and too many and blah blah blah. But oh, we'll and we're going toward we're going toward the power two. I mean, let's not yeah. fool ourselves. You know, we had power five, Pac 12s folding. We're headed straight for the power two, the SEC and the Big Ten. I hate it. I mean, I want to see more good football, but the fact that we are going to have these two mega conferences, and you know, the Big Twelve. You know, they still got some decent teams. I expect Florida State to leave the ACC. I don't know where they're headed. Are they going to the Big Ten? Are they possibly going to the SEC? They deserve something like that. But two conferences that are ruling the thing, that's that's ludicrous. 
Well, and like you said, we got to get to a point, too, where it's manageable. I don't know what the rules and regulations are for conferences and building and size. All of them have their own rules as to how much it costs to get in, what yeah. contributions you're expected to make, what what uh, sports you're supposed to have, all of that. You and I both know that, Terry. But like you said, the Pac-12 is completely folding. The, the Big 12 is going to be without a lot of talent. They're going to have some teams, but not the well-established. We're competing for national championship teams. And then, like right. you said, you got Clemson and Florida State, the, the the teams that have won national championships in the last in 10 Miami. years. Miami. Well, okay, Miami's in the a ACC, little longer, but yeah. In the ACC, you got to go back to 01 for Miami. Right. And, the, and then you've got the mighty SEC. And I say that a little sarcastically, but there's a lot of championships that come out of the SEC, as right. is the Big Ten. So the super conference thing, one of the reasons I like it is it forces conference games. Um, But one of the things you and I've even talked about in this particular series of shows, the non-conference schedule of some of these teams is a joke to our buddy Dave, to our buddy Dave's point. um, Florida state beat Florida in the swamp without a quarterback. And they, they beat LSU and I mean, they took LSU apart. Yeah, on the road in Baton Rouge. And let's not fool uh, ourselves. You know, we when Travis went down, the expectation was they're not going to beat Florida and Louisville, and then they do it. And what do we do? We leave them out. I mean, yeah. even our poll left them out, right? So we had yeah. them tied with Georgia for five. Um, and I guess this is where I start isolating the difference between best team versus most deserving. Um, and I think when we get to the 12, if you're going to have that many teams, you got to start listening to the most deserving talk. When you've got four, maybe that's an excuse to say best. And you can argue about the best. You know, what does best mean to you? Blah, 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 whatever. There's no rules. They've never stated any rules about that. You know, that's what I don't like. Um, I also don't like the combination of expanded playoffs along with the conference championship games. Let's um, let's beef up the conference season and do away with the conference championship. We're making a lot of money in this playoff. I don't, you know, I don't have the figures in front of me, but at what point is it going to be okay to get rid of the conference championship games? We're expanding everywhere else. Squeeze it out. Get rid of it. Let the actual season matter, you know, and and lead to a playoff. You know, I was thinking, I was in the shower thinking, everybody wants to visualize me in the shower. You're welcome. Anyway, um, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, you got these like the Iron Bowl and you've got Michigan, Ohio State. I have a hard time calling that the game, by the way. That is just so generic and stupid. But um, you got these games. They could possibly play each other three times in a month. I hate that. I'm okay if the playoff puts them together. But to play each other back-to-back weeks and then again in the playoff, that is stupid. That is NFL stuff. I don't want that. I want these rivalries to matter. And I think the conference championships go away. They haven't called me and asked me. I haven't taken a survey. 
you know, they're not calling Terry to find out what, what they should do next. But um, I really think the conference championships, other than making money, has run its course. I like the conference championships, but <laughs> Nebraska's got 16 of them under the man. So Yeah, but uh, they're still going to be a conference champion. It's just going to be yeah. decided on the field during the season. Do away with the divisions. Um, play enough games. This is where I want to see like 10 conference games. Yeah. Across and the that's board. what, like you said, that's what made the 2020 COVID season so special. Yes. And, and it was that it was all in conference. You know, um, and that's got fired. (laughs) He was six and four at Auburn in conference and got fired. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't, I'm not picking on Gus, but I mean, that was really, um, I mean, I want to see the conference games. I understand the Alabama, Texas match was big this year. I get that Florida state set the tone for their season against LSU, you know, but there are games that I want to protect. One of those I put out on Facebook today, you know, Texas, Oklahoma's agreed to the, Cotton Bowl Classic, the Red River Shootout, up to 2036 now, and they're going to renovate the Cotton Bowl Stadium and all that. I think games like that, with that historical foundation, what do you think people in the Big Ten would do if all of a sudden we said no more Michigan-Ohio State? I mean, it flips shit, you know? No, we're not getting rid of the rivalries. If we increase the number of conference games, then we get to select. Like, one thing I've spoken against is the SEC expansion possibly getting rid of the Auburn-Georgia annual rivalry, and I hate that, and Alabama-Tennessee. But I think if you increase the number of conference games, you you get to keep two or three annual rivals. No, no, that's what I was getting at, is that, Nobody wants to see Georgia Auburn go away. Right. Okay. Except maybe Auburn for another couple years. But um haha. No, we're gonna beat you, their Terry. ass. What are you talking about? <laughs> we're in the portal, man. Uh, this, uh, we're in the Terry, portal Terry, and we're we're Terry's recruiting. been doing what I've Terry's been doing what I've been doing. He's been drinking the Kool-Aid on that damn portal because I mean they have this thing has gotten topsy turvy with all the quarterbacks leaving and the and all yeah. the other players too. Um but anyway, what I was getting at with the with the conversation concerning um, the rivalry eliminations, if the Big Ten gets too big, you don't necessarily yeah. have a Michigan Ohio State game. That's what I meant. That's but true. That's you don't think people would fucking riot over not having the game? Oh, yeah, because yeah. that I mean that matters. Notre Dame Stanford, Notre Dame USC. All of a sudden, that game is gone. What you know? Well, Notre I, Dame needs to step up to the table. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm I'm tired of making excuses and making exceptions for Notre Dame. Come on. And Terry's even Catholic, so he's not defending Notre Dame. <laughs> That's true. There you go. I am. I am. But, I mean, I think my, my opinion on that is you get rid of the conference championship game, you open yourself up to have more conference regular season games, Correct. and then that saves those rivalries. And realistically – I like the idea of if you've got the power four and we can actually put enough teams in these four conferences to be a power, then you can have those automatic bids for conference champions to have the buy in the 12-team playoff. The biggest thing you got to worry about is if you get to an even number and you have a tie because there will be teams that do not play each other. Yeah. And then you're going to get into who's got the prettiest girlfriend kind of stuff. Correct. And that's what I hate, you know? 
as ironic as it is that I argue against Florida State because Travis is not on the team, and that's a completely different thing. Um, and I guess we'll get there, but I keep saying that, Terry. Say whatever you want to. <laughs> there but, is but the, no agenda. Say whatever the hell loose. you want to. We're loose. But no, with the with the Travis deal, that's a huge thing at any yeah. level. We saw Trevor Lawrence go down for the Jags, and you know the Browns get the win without him at the in the in the game. Um, the Jets haven't won football games, and Aaron Rodgers is out. So I get the committee's position on the trigger man being so important, and Travis is Travis was Florida State. I mean, that was a big big loss for them uh, when he didn't end up sticking with the game, but. Yeah. Um, the defense is good, though. I mean, the d- defense is excellent. That. The defense is excellent, and um, I just don't know that. I don't know that when you talk about prettier girlfriend. That's where I was getting on this whole Florida mm-hmm. State kick early. Did Alabama have the prettier girlfriend than Texas, or vice versa? And I mean, then you left Georgia out, and well, the top the six, Alabama the top girlfriend six, is from Auburn, so yes. The top six Just are pretty AJ close, There you go. Well, they're happily married and have three kids, sir. That's so, right. you know. And a national championship, by the way. <laughs> roll Tide. So, that's what I'm getting at, though, is the prettier girlfriend thing has been an ugly fucking argument for yeah. years. Years. We have split national championships because we couldn't decide who the best team in the country was. Um, You know, with the two different polls, coaches well, and AP before and I get that, but at the same time, I think we did lose some flexibility when the BCS showed up because it's like all of a sudden, and, you know, I'm not going to use 04 Auburn every time here, but it's a very obvious case of undefeated SEC champion, number three in the country, here's your Sugar Bowl, you know. Um, in the old system, they would all play their games and then someone would decide. So that means the opportunity completely went away for one of the teams. Now, you had the one and two teams playing against each other, but now you have made it a 0% chance for a different team. There's a trade-off there. Um, I don't know that there's a um, silver bullet answer for this. Um, I do ask that people view it this way people always like to say well the number 13 team's going to bitch about it we're not we're not saying that we're going to have the top 12 but if you pick 12 you got a better chance yep. of picking the top four yeah there, there's nobody going right to be now. beyond yeah there's nobody yeah. going to be on the 12 spot that's not the best team in the country right and, and the one unique thing it does with an expanded playoff whether it is 12 8 four or six instead of four yeah is you reset the entire season that 12 seed or eight seed that's got two losses the missouri but got real hot and is a good football team missouri can play with any of the top four in the poll i believe they they have the with michigan washington alabama texas i think missouri could play against any of those teams, play right. with those teams, and even beat those teams. You know, and there's some. But I use Missouri because I think I think they're number ten in our poll. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I, so there's Missouri. So that's why I picked Missouri. Ohio State. Nobody's talking about Ohio State. <clears throat> nope. They got one loss to the number one team in the country. 
And then you got Penn and State. And dropped to seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. And Penn State. And that, that bothers two. me. It's like when you're supposed to lose a game, why are you dropping five spots? That makes no yeah. sense to me. This is this is why I don't just look at the record. This is not standings. This is who is better. And this is why I look at all these things. And this is why I think my opinion is you give Florida State the opportunity to prove they can they can work on offense and you decide whether they do or not. Now their defense won some games for them the last couple of weeks. We decided they were number 5. Now, yeah. obviously our poll doesn't decide the playoff, and I don't consider I don't think about the top four when I'm making the poll because it's got nothing to do with us. But um, and it's very difficult. But then it's like we make this assumption that some of these teams that got one loss to some very good teams just need to plummet and be forgotten about, and I just don't believe that. Yeah, Georgia gets in the playoff at the five or six spot. They win the national championship from there. It's yeah. all very possible, you know. I saw a very good Georgia team play this weekend. I saw an Alabama team that never sweat, didn't get panicked, yeah. and had an answer for everything Kirby threw at him. One thing and, I like about the 12, and we haven't talked about it a lot, sorry to cut you off there, but you got a team like Liberty that's undefeated in a conference that nobody really cares about. Put them in. And, you know, if you had a 16-team playoff, they would be playing Michigan, and they would get destroyed, right? That's the expectation. But with a 12-team playoff, they play the first round against the number five team. They got a lot better chance against that team than they do the number one team. So you got a chance that a team like that can actually win a game. Obviously, they've got an opportunity. It's all about opportunity. I mean, life is about opportunity. Give yourself the opportunity and do something with it. Um, I think college football has got to give some teams some opportunities, and they're failing right now. Yeah, and the other thing that I was just going to say um, on that topic is I think if you've got 12, and I personally think it's too many, and I, I like you saying we got you know too many teams in the NCAA, I think we have too many proposed playoff. Uh, that's me. I think eight is enough. I think six yeah. is enough. But um, eight, 8 to 12, definitely, you've got the top team in the country in there somewhere. Right. And the 12 team, the thing that gets fascinating for me with the 12, um, I love March Madness. And that's one of the sales points of March Madness, is you can be that um, Connecticut team with, with uh, Simba Walker and uh, Jim Calhoun as the coach and have to win every single game from before the tournament starts to continue on and win the national championship from a three seed, I think it was, um, which means there are 12 or 11 other teams better than you, right? and you ran the gauntlet. Um, you know, so I I mean, I think it was, uh, I like the, the ability for that to happen, you know, for the number one team to be able to go down early in the playoff. One thing that concerns me is how many more games are we going to add to a football season? Uh, just and this you know, is why, I, college, yeah, this is why I talk about season? getting rid of the championship games. I mean, <laughs> what are they realistically adding? Well, and at some point you're going to bleed the turnip dry because you're going to ask people to buy tickets to the games, mm-hmm. the championship games, 
the bowl game or the playoff games and then the big bowl games, you know? Um, and people that are independently wealthy and whatever can do that. I can't. I mean, right. I'm good for a couple of years. <laughs> I'm looking That's at three or it. four trips next year, and I'm wondering how many extra overtime hours I got to work, you know? <laughs> Ex- exactly. I'm going, so, like it, I said, I'm going. I just think the playoffs too big at 12, but again, we'll see how it works. We got to give it a chance. Um, this has become very much too, let's not get it confused. This is very much about money. Um, certainly, uh, Alabama is a sexier draw at times than some of these other teams. Somebody made the statement. I don't know who it was. One of our friends or somebody I was listening to about how they wanted to do the matchups and all this stuff and how money and donors and stuff. I'm sorry. Washington isn't in the equation. And then Florida state is. And that was my point to that was Washington's got the fan or Florida state's got the fan base, the money, the historical track record, all those things you're talking about wanting to do matchmaking. You don't put Washington in against Texas. You put Florida state in against Texas. Um, but I'm also hard on Washington that somehow Terry, cause we're going to get to these football games beat Oregon, not once, but twice this year. Yep. And, and to me, and I'm going to let you take this one first, but I'm just going to tee you up with this. They don't look like a team that should be the two seed. They don't look like a team that I could expect to call national champion in 30 days. The thing to me about Washington, like I said, I got the purple shirt on. It's purely an accident, but whatever. They started the season as a team with nothing but offense and no defense. They ended up a team with a lot of defense and not much offense huge difference at the end of the season they were winning low scoring i think they won a 15 to 7 game or something like that arizona state yes sir yeah and it's like at the beginning of the year before the oregon game Penix was lighting it up and they just could not stop anybody but they completely turned that around that's hard to judge but i mean they got to give them credit we talked about oregon being balanced one of the most balanced team in the country. Washington beat them twice. At that point, you got to say I was wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but do we do we honestly, have to? Well, do here's my to? deal, and I'll say it again. And I've said it before. <laughs> I think the Pac-12 has the best bottom of the conference, but I think overall they're pretty low. If Oregon had won this game like we thought, I don't know that I put them in the top four with one loss. I think there's enough teams um, between Florida State, um, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, that Oregon gets left out of that. So if that mm. would have happened the way I thought it was, I don't I don't know that Oregon was going to make it for me. My response, I thought Oregon was going to do it, not once but twice. I still, up till last week, believed Oregon was the most complete team in the country. Speed, power, offense, defense, led by the presumptive national, or excuse me, Heisman Trophy winner. Um, Let's see. Really intense play. Uh, well, no, I'm saying he was presumptive before they lost. Yeah. Now they're going to give it to now they're going to give it to Jaden Daniels to to apologize for having such a shitty defense at LSU this year. <laughs> uh, um, 
because they might win the damn championship if they had any defense <laughs> as good as he is, you know. Uh, but the the and I say you know a lot. I realize that listening back to us, Terry. I say you know a lot. Like and it's and it, it almost it's like I'm checking to make sure you're following what I'm saying. But That's I know I'm very clear. We got uh, I understand, you know. and we got you yeah. know dot dot dot. You, you know. Well, I was looking at you know I looked at the Heisman finalists, and you got Harrison, and I'm looking at Harrison's stats because I'm like, does Harrison belong in the Final Four? I'm trying to convince myself of that. There's two receivers on LSU that pretty much have the same stats as Harrison. Two. Yeah, go go ahead. Go ahead, because I've got some for us, too, on this topic. I mean, my deal is, and, you know, I've seen all this stuff about if if Travis was good enough to be the reason Florida State didn't make the playoff, why is he not in the finals of the hospital? I get yeah, the if, point. It, it was, yeah, I mean, that I was going to point that out because, you know, some I saw the meme where, well, obviously Travis should win the Heisman, yeah. you know, or whatever. They did, they went from the final. They skipped the finals part, Terry. Right. He's the yeah. Heisman Trophy winner. Runaway uh, finalist. Runaway winner. But, but we know what a great trigger man he was. Yeah. The problem is, and nobody listening to the sound of our voice believes anything different than I do, that's a bullshit excuse that they had to rationalize while they're keeping a Conference 5 champion out without telling them you're just not as good as the other two teams. That's a more respectful answer. We agree as a committee that you guys are number five behind Alabama because you might have an undefeated season, but you don't have the season they did, and here's why. But they couldn't do that even. They couldn't get that shit together. So on the issue with Travis and the Heisman, moving on from that, because uh, I, I heard a Georgia fan tell me this at the football game. He's like, hey, man. <laughs> your guy, he should win the Heisman. Talking Random about Milrow. Fan. Yeah. Yeah. You sh your guy should win the Heisman. He said, this is Nick Saban's best coaching job he's ever done. Maybe. And it got, it got me thinking. I wrote Alabama off after the USF game. You remember? I said, I'm oh, not yeah. putting them in the top 10. Do not talk to me about Alabama. Part of the plan. They aren't the tide, you know. Um, but Saban coached Milrow up. And they beat Ole Miss, and they routed Kentucky, and they beat Tennessee down. I mean, they in the Rocky Top, wasn't it? Or was that in Tuscaloosa? I don't remember. That one was, was in Knoxville. Tuscaloosa. Yeah, I don't know. Was it in Knoxville? I thought it was in Tuscaloosa. It doesn't matter. Look it up. You're challenging anyway, my memory here. They beat them, and then, then of course, they survived LSU. They survived Auburn with the fourth and 31 play. God. And they went on to beat Georgia. Jalen Milrose, not a finalist in the Heisman Trophy. I think that in itself speaks volumes. The fact that Travis wasn't listed speaks volumes. And I know I'm an Alabama fan. I'm a homer, whatever. I get it. But Milroe in the quarterback position has been the reason Alabama has won football games. Their okay, defense, their defense has not been terrible by any means it's a I, is it a down year of a nick saban if you're in the top 15 defenses in the country i don't know but um milroe has grown and developed but the heisman's for the best player in the country and in my opinion well, that's bo nicks uh, most consistent deal, best player know. in the country 
but he lost the conference championship game. So watch him give this shit to Penix. I don't know that I necessarily agree it's the best player in the country. This is where the Harrison debate comes in. It's like if you're great, but you don't accomplish much, I don't want you to have the Heisman just based on your talent level and where you're going to show up in the NFL. I want a guy that has racked up some wins, racked up some stats. I want that guy to win. Performance-based best in the country. Right. So where you can numerically measure it, it's not Yeah. Javion, Javion Clowney is the best pass rush defensive end in the country. Well, Clowney decided, Coach, he's not playing. He's still the best pass rush defensive end in the country. Yeah. But if he's not getting the sacks and he's not playing for South Carolina the last year the ball coach was there, what good is he on the team? So that's what I meant. They got to be measurable. Right. You know, measurably you're the best. But what signifies the best? We all know this is an offensive player's award. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, a quarterback. For Charles award. Woodson. Yeah. You know, Woodson in 97. Sue got into the finals in 09 as a defensive tackle for Nebraska. Um, but I couldn't name another one defensively that's been in the voting since. And like, like I said, Sue finished fourth, and he turned that Big 12 championship game upside down single-handedly. Um, was he best defensive tackle in the country? Probably. And numerically, you could support it. Uh and that's why he went on to the league and got paid the big bucks. But the the fact that Travis is your best weapon at Florida State, you acknowledge his importance in the voting, and he didn't make the finalists of the Heisman Trophy. And you start you talk about a record, Terry. You look at statistics. You look at his numbers. He's got great numbers. But again, Jane Daniels is nine and three, and he more than likely it's going to be him or Penix that won't win the damn thing. Even I though Bo Nix was Penix the just, Bo Nix was the most consistent of the bunch, yeah. I can't believe that Penix is in the in the finals. Yeah, because he didn't play good down the stretch, you know. And I'm going right. to get to that when we get to Texas talking about well, they're just automatically in at three. Fuck you, they ain't automatically <laughs> in at three. You well, know? they did come on strong the last couple of weeks. I'll give them that. Um, we had a they, lot of questions had, about them, go ahead. but they really turned it on uh, last week of the season and in the championship game. So maybe they're finding themselves well enough during the playoffs and make a statement. Um, uh, they're both going to be good games, I think. I think the matchups line up pretty well for the first round. Are we going to see Alabama-Texas again to end the thing? There's a lot of people that think that, but, uh, you know, We'll see what Michigan has to say about it. I just don't expect Washington to do a lot with Texas, but who knows? We've been wrong about Washington twice. So, we'll well, we're gonna. You want to uh, go through the results real quick, and then yeah, let's do we that. Can, we can do some more talking about those four because you know we're both itching to. So, Pac-12. You know, I don't care about the other the group of five. You know, they are what they are. Congratulations to the winners, but Pac-12, Washington over Oregon. Most people in the country expected Oregon to win. Uh, Oregon was the favorite, even though they'd lost a game to Washington earlier in the season. 10-point favorite, mind you, Terry. Yeah. 10 point, ten points. Big number in a championship game. A lot of defense. We watched the end of this one. Yeah, you and Allison making fun of me for doing touch and goes. 
you know, like I'm a prisoner of war, sitting there pat, going to sleep. But I was listening to the you game the whole time. You were snoring, sir. That's what you were doing, snoring. <laughs> I was, that's I was what conscious. That's Call it whatever you want to. <laughs> conscious sedation. But and <laughs> pop myself. Anyway, <laughs> what we did watch, of course, Oregon's defense was tough offensively. Great back and forth game. Washington had the better play. And and uh, Oregon couldn't get it done again when they were put their backs were put up against the wall. And that's what we saw in the in the first game. So good for Washington. Don't think Washington is a two seed. So hold on to that thought again about these final four. But um, I just am not a believer in Washington. But I will eat crow on this show right now, Terry. I was wrong. They beat Oregon not once but twice. Oregon's a good football team. That's a yeah. big ask. And beating any team twice is a big ask. Doesn't matter who it is. It's tough to win, you know, in the same sequence of games. I mean, we talk about, or I do anyway, the last time Georgia lost before this past weekend was in 21 to Alabama in the SEC championship to Bryce Young and the presumptive nominee, or presumptive, who was a presumptive Heisman Trophy winner, would go on to win it. But what happened in the national championship game? Georgia beats Alabama. You know, they get them. And so Alabama didn't beat them back to back. Um, right. And so that's very difficult to accomplish. So Caleb DeBoer, who I actually saw at USD, um, great football coach. He really is. Got the most out of Penix. Penix has a lot of weapons that are dangerous, but he's going to run into some defense now because he's got Texas that plays great on the backside of the ball. Um, Alabama is obviously Alabama if they end up seeing them. And, of course, Michigan. Let's talk about somebody that suffocates you. Um, and I probably jumped the gun here, Terry, but we're moving on to Michigan, Iowa. The oh, snooze yeah. fest, 26 to 0. It might have well have been 100 to 0. Right. Three turnovers for Controlled Iowa. It. Yeah. Michigan just beats them down. And I don't think I don't think Michigan had 300 yards. But they didn't they need did to. Not. They, they didn't they, need they, to. <laughs> but you talk about it bowling shoe ugly in the words of Jim Ross affair. I mean, 26 points in this game, and it looked like Iowa lost by a million. I they yeah. just nothing. They, they were did not gonna score. They were not were. gonna come close to scoring. No, no. And they and and we made that joke. I made that joke to you that if Michigan jumped up 17 to 0 and all of a sudden the wheels fell off the bus. And everything went wrong for them, and right for Iowa, I, Iowa would still lose the game seventeen to three. You know, I made that joke to you, uh, and and a few other people that thought it was funny. But that's what Iowa is. They're not. They have to win or be up leading. They right. do not come from behind. You know, it's not their mo. But that beatdown of Michigan for, by Michigan was just. It was incredible. To see, some people think it's boring, and I get that because there's no offense to the game. But just watching a defense, just everything Iowa tried, you know, it didn't have any effect on Michigan whatsoever. Um, and another good season for Michigan. Mm -hmm. But here's my thought I'll throw out before we get to the discussion on the playoff. Does a team that has admitted guilt and accepted a coach's suspension have a right to play in the playoff when we kept an undefeated Ohio State team out of the national championship because of a scandal that happened with the previous coach. 
I don't know. It gets into the NCAA being a joke, honestly. I mean, the conferences, the teams kind of make up their own rules, their own punishments. The NCAA has got no power at all. I mean, it's Well, and you've just... admitted guilt by accepting the suspension. You've admitted guilt by firing your linebackers coach. Right. You know, I, 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 do they belong in the playoff if there is enough to have a coach fired for a cover-up? That's what it was. the accusation was. And for Harbaugh and the University of Michigan to drop the lawsuit at the 11th hour and accept the three-game suspension. I don't think Michigan belongs in there. Because it will, if they win the championship, it will always be tainted. And before some big blue fans start saying, well, Andrew's a pussy, he's afraid Alabama's gonna, gonna go ahead and get beat by Michigan. Bitch, don't give Nick Saban 30 days to prepare for any team. I promise you, it's gonna be roll tide by 21. So <laughs> Michigan is taking an ass whooping. Michigan is taking an ass whooping, Terry. <laughs> you mark my word. Roll tide. Because I didn't expect them in. But now that they're in, yeah, they they get in that national championship, taking it back to Tuscaloosa. So maybe that's the reason twelve's better than four. Because I mean, you didn't expect them to be in. It's one of those. Well, if they can get in the first four, they can walk away with it. Why are we in, well, putting ourselves in that situation? Uh, let's face it: both Texas and Alabama jumped. They jumped from positions seven yeah. and eight to three and four. Yeah. So and of course I know they we had talked, help. I get that. You know, we talked about the SEC, Alabama over Georgia. Uh, I think we both picked Georgia to win. Oh, we haven't mentioned that part. Um, I, I didn't pick Georgia to win, sir. I do no, not. No, no, no. Listen, at the start of the my season, team. at the start of the season, we both chose Georgia to win the conference. Are you sure that I didn't pick Alabama? I'll have to look at the archives. I'm pretty sure we both picked Georgia to win the conference. Now, I know I didn't pick Alabama because I said this will be the team that does the three-time national champions. Right. So, in the Pac-12, you picked Utah, I picked Oregon. I was almost there. Yeah. Um, ACC, we both picked Florida State, I think. Did you pick Clemson? No, nope, I picked Clemson. Okay. See, I should write these things down. This is This was like episode one. We we didn't know what we were doing at all, like we do now, you know, obviously. We're well, experts Well, now. all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it sounds good. So, I picked Michigan in the Big Ten. Did, did you, you picked Ohio State, I think. Ohio State, yep. And I think we I said, both. I remember I said they were pissed off enough about that one-point loss to Georgia that yeah. they were going to come back and win the whole damn thing. Did we both pick to. Texas? I picked one loss, Texas. Because I said they were going to lose to Alabama, which didn't happen. Okay. But they did be one loss Texas. So I we think both you picked, picked Texas, Texas as well. Texas rolled, by the way. Just beat the, the man. crap out of the A man. man. Yeah. The man, he's he 56 or whatever. He didn't look like a man on Saturday morning. Well, like or a afternoon. child. Well, no, we're in the stadium, right? So they got it on that big-ass screen. And I'm sitting here watching Texas just do whatever they wanted to to him. Um, to Oklahoma State. Okie State's got who did you say they have? Um uh, what in the bowl game? Yeah. Texas A and M. 
They got A&M, yeah. So uh, there's a Big 12 rematch, you know, from the yeah, from days before the SEC title or SEC days. Uh, A&M will never get an SEC title as long as, you know, Alabama, LSU, Auburn, Georgia, Tennessee. All those of, teams exist. A lot of traffic. <laughs> a lot of traffic between where you are and where you want to go there. I don't care how much money they got. They, they have so no, much no. money out there, and they had done a lot with it. They've never won anything, not even a division in the SEC. But let's talk about Stark and Texas. Because I have been very frustrated as an Alabama fan. Yeah, yeah, they're in. I get it. They're going for national championship number seven or whatever under Saban, six, seven. How many ever it's been? Um I don't – the thing I, I, I get so frustrated about is is Texas wins two games that they should win big, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, they're the be- third-best football team in the country. Um, did we forget that it took overtime to beat TCU and Kansas, and Kansas State took them to the limit, and – they lost to Oklahoma. Well, that's a rivalry game. Okay. Uh rivalry versus non-conference. I don't I don't know. But yeah, six national championships in Tuscaloosa about to be number 7. Um the debate should never have been Florida State in my opinion. The debate should have been Texas Alabama. And if you move the debate to Texas and Alabama, Texas beat Oklahoma, or lost to Oklahoma, excuse me. But they beat Kansas and Kansas State, both teams ranked. And they beat Alabama, a ranked team. I believe that was a top five or ten match first week of the the, uh, season. They didn't beat anybody else until Oklahoma State in the conference championship, who was, out of politeness, ranked in the top 25 because they're in the Big 12 title game. Alabama lost to Texas at home by 10. Second game of the year. But then went on to defend the house against Ole Miss that finished in the top 10. They beat LSU. And they finished in the top 15. They went on to beat Georgia that was the number one team and undefeated for two years. And they beat Auburn. Yes, I understand. They were favored to beat Auburn. But they beat Auburn in Jordan-Hare in the Iron Bowl on the last play of the game. That doesn't make them the best team that they did it on the last play of the game. But they got the play that allowed them to win the game. Because let's face it, Terry, if Auburn beat Alabama in that game, Florida State's in the playoff. Even if Alabama beats Georgia. Right. So, um, hold on. So, okay. This is a good time. Since you said hold on, let me... Let me make a statement here. This is a formal apology from Auburn fans all over the place. We apologize for 2023. We didn't get the job done. Your team has suffered because of that. We apologize for 2017 because we let UCF, who was undefeated, beat us in the bowl game, and we've allowed them to claim a nonsense national championship. It's all on us, guys. We apologize for that. We'll try to do better in the future. I I I appreciate your apology, Terry, because Alabama's instrumental in both of those situations. 
Um, you're welcome. I love yeah. you. Yeah, and imagine that Alabama reaped the benefits of both of those. Correct, we did. Uh, I'm it's we now because I've been to the SEC championship game. By the way, Nick Saban went to eighteen and one in Mercedes Benz. So maybe you don't play him there. You need to move the SEC championship game. That's all I'm telling you, folks. Don't play him in at Mercedes Benz. He's eighteen and one, nine and one in all SEC championships at Alabama, and you know who he lost to. Oh, eight Gators with Pastor Tebow in the criminals. So, um, oh, he was 0 2 against Auburn. Just throw that out there. <laughs> that was a pretty good football team, though. Yeah. Tebow and the criminals was a pretty good football team. Yep. Here are the standings. Even if they were 0 2 in the series, uh, telling you some standings of some football. <laughs> she, she was trying, <laughs> but, um, but no, the um, you know, we've seen that and that sort of thing. But well, watching that game, Alabama and Georgia, um, just real quick, twenty-seven twenty-four, they missed the field goal on the Alabama side. Um, two pass interferences, I thought were called pretty tight, one each way. Thought thought that the referee should have let him play a little more. Obvious missed holding on a third down for the Alabama, in favor of Alabama over Georgia. Um, I will say. To anybody asking, that was a catch. It They didn't review it. I get it, but it was a catch. It was called a catch on the field. The big board showed it was a catch. They weren't going to have enough evidence to turn it over, you know, so right. um, that was a catch. And really, Alabama, there was like this calmness from the Alabama crowd and the Alabama sideline. They've been here before. Well, so had Kirby, you know, but Georgia just didn't have enough that night against against uh, Alabama, and they did get to Milrow. They got him uncomfortable. They sacked him. One thing you probably saw, Terry, is that Alabama did not have that many penalties. I think they both had about the same, but it was like six or seven. I mean, Alabama's been penalized over 15 times in games in the last couple of years, so uh, um, that was a big improvement, not having those major penalties. Um, and they didn't really have any special teams play that burned anybody. Until the end with Georgia, they put two two uh, field men back, and they did get Alabama on that play, but it didn't break it loose for the touchdown. So it was a really good game, really good battle. Georgia is an excellent football team, and they're playing Florida State. Um, I got a little pushback from our man Dave on the Florida State analysis, but if Georgia keeps all their players for the bowl game, there's no way the dogs lose to Florida State even if Rotomaker's got a month to prepare for Georgia. And so does, you know, obviously Norvell and the rest of them. Yeah. They, they've already got the wide receiver from Florida State announced he, he's not playing in the bowl game. So you, now we're starting to see that, you know. Um, right. Yeah, what are the rosters going to look like? Yeah, Caleb Williams isn't playing in the bowl game yeah, for, for SC, bowl, for you know, USC, in the holiday yeah. bowl. So That's going to make it start... tough to pick these games, and and you know I'll, I'll go ahead and mention now I plan to create a um, a bowl pick them on ESPN. I'll put the link out there and let the uh, people listening to it try to prove us wrong. But it's going to be difficult, you know. The playoffs they're pretty much going to have a full force roster, but some of these other games it's really going to matter who's playing and who's not, and um, it might Let's be more talk- interesting than it should be. Perfect example, Ohio State. Who did they draw? 
Who did they? Who did they Ohio play? Ohio State plays Missouri in the and Cotton Bowl. Ohio State's quarterback is in the transfer portal. That's the guy right. that's led him to eleven victories and one loss, and a close loss, honestly, against Michigan and Ann Arbor, a game they were supposed to lose. Now, people in Ohio don't think they were supposed to lose it, but Ohio State was not favored to win that football game. Um, but he's gone. And this is the same guy for the last three months that has led this football team offensively. And even though they haven't been great, they've won 11 games, and he's not going to be there. Right. That's that's huge. Completely different team. Huge for the bowl game. Because we talk about what Florida State doesn't look like without Travis. Mm-hmm. What what's Ohio State look like without their guy that's been the right. been the man for twelve games? Now they're the one team that's done it though. They've done it with a backup quarterback, so that's the one. Cardell Jones, to. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's very tough to have that backup quarterback ready to come in and play at that level. Let me run down a little bit. You know, obviously um, we don't have any games to pick this week. The only thing is Army Navy. We're not going to pick that. Um, I talked about the pick them for ESPN. Let me run down the bowls a little bit. I'm not going to mention all of them because like the first week or so, there's not a lot. Uh, the LA bowl has UCLA and Boise. That's okay. Uh, UCF plays Georgia tech in the Gasparilla bowl, James Madison and air force and armed forces air force is ridiculous. They were undefeated for a very long time and they just lost four in a row. It's crazy. Maybe maybe you shouldn't have bet against them, Terry. Oh, yeah, exactly. I bet them to lose, and that was their <laughs> last win. And they've lost since then. I don't think they, they may have won the last game of the season, but they lost four in a row starting a week after I picked them to lose. That's yep. how horrible I am at this. But then on December 27th, that's when it really picks up. You got the Military Bowl with Virginia Tech and Tulane. That might be pretty decent. Tulane's a pretty good group of five team. The Duke's Mayo Bowl, which has the grossest celebration ever. Well, I don't know. We're going to have to see what this edible mascot in the Pop-Tart Bowl looks like. That might be pretty gross itself. But in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, you got North Carolina and West Virginia. Holiday Bowl, you got Louisville and USC. We've already talked about Williams not playing for USC. Texas Bowl has Texas A&M and Oklahoma State. We talked about that a little bit earlier. December 29th, we got the Gator Bowl. That's Clemson and Kentucky. That could be good, and it really depends on the rosters. Oregon State and Notre Dame playing the Sun Bowl. Cotton Bowl, as we talked about, is Missouri and Ohio State. McCord is not going to be there. Who's the backup for Ohio State? Can they get him ready for this? Can they play well? Can they play up to Ohio State level? Missouri's a good team. We'll see what happens. December 30th, Peach Bowl, Ole Miss and Penn State. That seems like it's going to be a pretty good football game. I don't know what the rosters look like. You know, unfortunately, we have to say that. Auburn plays Maryland in the Music City Bowl, and I said that I'm not going on any more trips this year, and that is an hour and a half from my house. That is very tempting. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to wait till they're in something better next year. The Orange Bowl, which I'm calling the We Don't Want to Be Here Bowl, Georgia versus Florida State. And then January 1st, this is when it really kicks up. We got the Rely Quest Bowl, which needs a better name. That's a stupid name. I don't care if that's who sponsors it or not. 
Wisconsin versus LSU. Fiesta Bowl, Liberty and against Oregon. Bo Nix will be playing for Oregon. Citrus Bowl, Iowa versus Tennessee. I don't know what the over is, but um, it's not going to be much. I think it's actually like 36. I don't see these teams scoring 36 points. Not Iowa and Tennessee, absolutely not. I would not. say definitely take the under on this one. And then the only other games we got to talk about are the ones we've discussed already. The Rose Bowl, which is a semifinal between Alabama and Michigan. And the other semifinal is the Sugar Bowl between Texas and Washington. And January 8th, a week later, is the national championship game. Pretty good game. Yes. Pretty good games, especially once you get past like Christmas, maybe a couple days before. Yeah. And, and of course, there will be some fun matchups just because they're odd. That's right. always the fun in bowl season. Some kind of crazy will happen. The worst part of bowl season, Terry, and I'm a few years younger than you. I love to pick on Terry and tell him I'm, you know, such a baby. But we're both in a similar age bracket where we remember that it was a pride thing to play in the fucking bowl game. And now. Everybody wants to get out, and it started when, you know, it started 15 years ago, but it's just gotten progressively worse. Um, you know, I made that joke that when when Saban's crowd lost to Tebow's Florida, then they went and lost to Utah the next game in the bowl game because they didn't give a shit because it won't for the national championship, but you still have to play. Um, I think I think that the biggest problem that you see is, you know, if you're going to be awarded a bowl game, and you're on the football team, and it's a scholarship, then it should be compulsory. I think you should have to play. Well, so this really gets into NIL. And what do these NIL contracts look like? We're paying these guys to play, and they decide they're not going to. How does that impact the amount of money they're paid? I mean... Yeah, Caleb Williams isn't going to be isn't going to be in the bowl game, and I get right. it as the holiday bowl. And I get that it's not somebody that you, you know, you you didn't have the season you expected, but you're the face of USC and you got a six-figure NIL. Yeah. So they're going to have to be a lot more Might be seven figures. This. Is it a million dollars? Is his a million? I'm sure it is. It's way up there. Okay, so it's seven figures. Excuse me, not six. Um, it's a lot of money for a 22-year-old kid. Right. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know where that's going. Obviously, there's going to have to be some changes there. They're going to put some more restrictions on how that's done. The first few years of the NIL, it's kind of been just um, – it's been wild. Just basically straight-up pay folks, and it wasn't really supposed to be that. You know. Well, and my coach, not to cut you off, Terry, my coach, and you know, I know everyone knows that's Saban, but my hometown team, the Huskers – Old Matt Rule made made headlines last week when he said it was going to cost a million and a half dollars in the transfer portal to get a quarterback. That's right. The good news is for Nebraska, for my six fans that care, Tony White got a raise, $1.6 million as the defensive coordinator. Jeff Sims has entered the transfer portal. Uh, the classy side of me says, Jeff, thank you for playing quarterback at Nebraska. The wanting to win side of me says, thank God the turnover machine is on his way out the door because <laughs> eight turnovers in four games or two games. And then he had the turnover against Maryland. I mean, it was, you know, it's been bad. Three turnovers or five turnovers that game. Three and quarterbacks. you see the possibility of winning and then the turnovers make you yep. lose. And that's what Yeah, the really turnover, 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 turnover. And, and there's no reason for it. And I'm right. so upset about it. But the Sims is gone. The DC's in place. I told you. 
I had a little wish list, you know. Yeah. Uh, only two Nebraska players have entered the transfer portal. So that's good, but but they've already put too many scholarships out there, so they've got to be able to cut that back too. So Sometimes when you're seeing guys join the transfer portal, it's because the coach said, we're getting some better guys in here. It's probably best for you to go Jacksonville State. Yeah. You know, exactly. I'll help you get there. You know, sometimes that is the best for the guys. If a guy's just going to be on the practice squad, but a coach knows that he would get playing time at an FCS school or something, sometimes they'll do that. And that's that's better for the player. I mean, let them yep. go somewhere they can be used more. Um, well, and you, we'll you and I talked about it with um, a couple of these guys, like uh, DJ uh, Yukalale or whatever. Yeah. Clemson, Oregon State, Jonathan Smith's on to Michigan, so he's in the transfer portal. Right. Uh, Oklahoma's quarterback, hell of a season in the transfer portal. Um, We talked about Ohio State's quarterback, McCork or whatever. He's in the transfer portal. Um, Alabama's backup quarterback's gone to play lacrosse, so he's in the transfer (laughs) portal. Uh, Apparently, Alabama don't have a lacrosse team. I don't know, or at least a good one. Um. Apparently, Duke's quarterback's headed to Notre Dame to take over yeah, for the stud boy up there. Yeah, Leonard's going to damn Notre Dame. So, yeah. I mean, that – and it's just because you see Elko leave to A&M. Well, Leonard's not going to A&M. He's going to Notre Dame to play for uh, Marcus uh, – whatever his name is. A great Freeman. coach. Yeah, Freeman, so thank you. That's, that's the first time I've heard this where um, the Duke quarterback – what's his name? Uh, Riley Leonard. Leonard. Riley he, Leonard. He went into the portal and he had a don't contact tag, meaning I know where I'm going. Don't call me. And that is bizarre because at what point th- this gets into the is it tampering or who's been talking to him? Who made him aware that there was an available spot? How does that happen without there being tampering? This gets into, yeah, because I didn't even talk you, to him. Somebody talked to him for me. Yeah, and even if you assumed Hartman was graduating, you know, right. to open the starting spot because he's been there forever. Oh, Sam. He is technically older than Bo Nix, by the way. I know we've seen all these memes about Bo Nix being a grandpa, but um, Hartman is a little bit older than Bo Nix. Just throw that out there. Yeah, and these and these college guys like to get married early. What can we say? I mean, um <laughs> uh, Will Reichert, the no Alabama kicker, became the all-time scoring leader in the country this past weekend uh, in the history of the NCAA. So good yep. for Will Reichert. But he's another one that's 22 and married, you know, or whatever. So um, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's on the five-year Tuscaloosa program, but he did if you know, break you the know, scoring and If you think you know, you think you know. <laughs> there you go. And and the thing is, like you say about, the, but Bo jumped from Auburn to Oregon, you know, mm-hmm. and you're starting to see now we're starting to see a third school get added to the mix, um, right? And didn't I? What I sent you that thing today on the Facebook where the guy's gonna where it was the joke about the Tommy boy. A lot of guys go to school for seven years. Yes, they're, <laughs> yeah, called, they're doctors. called doctors. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he, uh, they were talking about that whatever quarterback it was who. Where have you been? Four places at this point, or is this going to be a year? Yeah, you got the COVID year. Yeah, you got a transfer uh, year. You've got medical things. And all we're saying is that's why it seems like some of these guys have been around forever because really they have, you know. Um, 
anyway, a lot of a lot of good conversation there, Terry. Um, the playoff: Michigan, Alabama, Texas, and Washington. Uh, good games. Alabama's gonna beat that Michigan ass. Don't see it. We'll and, pick it later. Uh, we're not picking anything oh. this week. The next week doesn't have any games that I desire to pick. We're gonna do the pick 'em. We'll <laughs> pick all the bowls. We're not gonna necessarily talk about all the bowls and pick them on the show. But um, you know, the next week th- there's just nothing worth talking. No, and that's what I'm saying. Texas, Texas, and Washington. Great matchup, offense, defense, et cetera, et cetera. Texas has a serious injury with one of their backs, I think it is. Uh, maybe season ending. Uh, I think I saw that right on um, during the game, during the Oklahoma State game. I think I, I think I saw that he had got fiercely hurt. Uh, but Starkeesian has him rolling, you know, and he's got his goal in mind. My biggest bitch on this whole four teams – is you left Florida State in the cold, but to me the debate was between Alabama and uh, Texas. Yeah, and quite frankly, I told you all I didn't expect Alabama to even be in the playoff, but if they had gone Florida State-Texas and I got (laughs) Alabama-Georgia in the Orange Bowl, ask me if you'd ever hear a word from me. Alabama, Georgia. I don't think they're putting two SEC schools in a non-playoff. Stop it. You know they will. Because that's the way it is. It's all about money. But even if they didn't do that. Okay, Paul Feinbaum. All all of a sudden you put Alabama versus Oregon. Or, you know, Georgia versus Missouri. Not Missouri. It wouldn't be Missouri. Alabama Liberty. (laughs) Liberty, whatever, yeah. But I would have been fine seeing five and six go again, you know? Uh, And I know I get what you're saying because we're, we try it. Well, the conference, it should be the Rose Bowl game. Let's put the big 10 versus the back 12. That don't work because neither of them exist in the the way that they used to anymore. So um, that whole thing about Washington, well, we really want to be in Pasadena. Okay. You're just, you're the two seed. I still don't believe you're an actual two seed football team. Um, They got the two seed because they, yeah, they beat Oregon twice, yeah. though. That's what got them, is they beat Oregon twice. Because their resume isn't impressive. This was my point about Texas that I about lost. That midseason, in season slump they had before the yeah. last two games, Alabama didn't have that. And so Florida State didn't have that. And you're going to sit there and say Texas know. is automatically the third team? Get the fuck out of here got, with that nonsense. And I know it was a different quarterback, but we got the US, US, USF game. Of course, I don't know who schedules Alabama at USF in the regular season. They should be fired on the spot. I mean, that was ridiculous. Third um, game of the year, Terry. We're talking. I was talking when you're in the midseason slump when Texas had that run of four or five games following the Oklahoma loss. You. We got a three-point win against Arkansas. You always say we got a three-point win against Arkansas, but we because got a 14-point win against Ole Miss. We got a 20-point <laughs> win against Tennessee. We got got a 30-point win or whatever against it Texas. Be considered. I mean, or it not should Texas, be Kentucky. Yeah, they it are be considered. They they do it. have some vulnerability. I don't think they there's didn't... a team in the country that doesn't have any vulnerabilities. Here's the difference, though, and let's not fucking sleep on this. The most experienced head coach in the playoff 
is Nick Saban. Caleb DeBoer's never been in the playoff. Steve Starkeesian's never been in the playoff. And uh, has Jim he ever Harbaugh coached the Super Bowl? Has never won in the playoff. <laughs> so my money's on Saban. You gave yeah. him 30 days to prepare for Michigan. And we have seen how dangerous that man is uh, when he's given the appropriate time and in the effort. He does a great job with his coaching, his scouting. Uh, Starkeesian is going to, and, and even DeBoer, they're going to be motivated to prove themselves. But this automatically Texas is the third team discussion. I'm telling you, Terry, I'm getting back to it. I'm, I'm jumping a little bit tonight. But that Texas is automatically the third team. Let's start comparing schedules. Let's compare victories. Let's compare who you're playing versus who Alabama's playing. And let's talk about the number of of 500-plus teams you've beat and not beat, what the records look like, what bowl games you're getting. And let's have a real conversation about three and four, or four and five in that case. Because you hosed Florida State. An undefeated team like Florida State that has quality wins over Clemson over Florida, over LSU. Um, yes, I understand they had the close one. I believe it was against uh, Pittsburgh. You know, that was not and, – and the Boston College one was ugly. Boston College, but, yeah. But you're going to have those games. Mm-hmm. But you beat Clemson at home. You beat Clemson in Death Valley in yeah. South Carolina. You beat LSU in Baton Rouge. And you beat Florida in the swamp. And this That's is a why pretty damn good resume. It is, but this is also the reason I despise the number of teams. I want more conference games for everybody. So we don't have this excuse of your strength of schedule wasn't good enough. Everybody is forced into it by the fact that we don't have cupcakes in the same classification level. Yeah. Well, in the cupcake that Alabama stumbled against USF, they didn't even play Milrow in. Right. That was their we're, – we're, we're having practice here on Saturday in the rain in South Florida, you know? Yeah. And I don't I don't know. I think, Like I said, I think the debate should have been centering around Alabama, Georgia, and, and uh, uh, Texas. Texas. And let's like let's I talk said, about Ohio these State's three teams. There too. I mean, Ohio State's going, you know – we didn't play in our conference championship game, but the only team that's beat us was Michigan. Well, and they got in last year, remember, the same way. Yeah. So I think there was a lot of heartburn and remorse about last year over the whole TCU thing. Well, you dumb fucks put them in over Alabama because you couldn't. Oh, well, we can't put Alabama with two losses in. Bullshit. Roll tie. Okay? that That's all it is. You put them in. Um, yeah, cowards. That, put them in. Now, <laughs> yeah, put them in. That's what I said about Georgia. Go ahead, let that one lost Georgia go in. Don't be a bunch of cowards. They lost the SEC championship game. Put them in over Alabama and Texas. Did you, you know? see that Florida State <laughs> is the only team in the top twenty or so that's not either Big Ten or SEC next year? Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. This is really. Um, this is. The reason well, the I super conferences like the are going to start creating problems, though. They're going to well, create problems with the size. At some point, they're going to have to say, you cannot come in. Yeah. The inn is full. 
I think we've gotten to the point where there's um, this is going to involve lawyers in the next five or six years in some yeah. way. Either they do what well, I you're going to try. Do, there's going to be teams that try to boot them. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But my problem is if these schools have spent millions of dollars jumping up classification level, and then all of a sudden you tell them, well, we're going to bump you back down. There'll be lawyers involved real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. We're almost at a point of no return here, and it's ugly. They've let things happen for years that shouldn't have happened, and um, we got two conferences that have all the power. Let's not fool ourselves. They do. And um, did, does it affect who makes it to the four? I'm sure a little bit of it does. Um, so some of that stuff that people say, you know, you and I can say we think Alabama's good enough, but at the same time, if the Big Ten and the SEC rule football, uh, it makes it where there's no real question about that sometimes. So yeah. let's give everybody the opportunity. Uh, let's line it up, uh, try to figure it out on the field, and that's why I support the larger playoff because it takes away this idea that we're pushing the other conferences away. Um, if you're really bad, well, beat them on the field. Well, and the other thing is, I was just going to say that, Terry, you leave no doubt. If yeah. team number 12 got beat early and happens to be 10 and one or 11 and two or 10 and right. two or nine and three, but they got beat early or something goofy happened or whatever. And all of a sudden they get hot and they can run the table. How do you not, call them the national champion even if the last team they play is undefeated yeah i guess it would be got the first to. teams they played though but you know what i mean but you get where i'm leave saying it up to that i mean you've got to take it to the point where you say these are the teams that have the opportunity and we take it out of opinion and we play it on the football field there's too much opinion involved right now well, and you, it's been too much opinion forever, even with the BCS. They, yeah. they waited They waited with the AP and the coaches poll. I think even the playoff poll supposedly takes the coaches and the, playoff and, the, and the AP poll into some sort of account. But the other thing it takes into account, which, you know, that's why Florida State got left out, is if a coach or a team player, a coach or player is missing, absent, was instrumental in the success, we can assume that they're not going to be as good. That's basically what it says. Right. We can assume Florida State's not going to win football games because Jordan Travis isn't pulling the trigger. Right. That's what it said. Right. And so these 13 people on this committee said, you know what? We don't think Florida State is going to beat Michigan. We don't think right. Florida State can hang with Texas or, or Washington. Washington. So we're going to give them Alabama instead. Mm -hmm. And you and I both know this. I come... From a very storied program, Auburn's had their moments, but they weren't the program. We've talked about that. Right. Had great seasons. But Jordan Hare still holds 90,000 people, according to ESPN. Mm -hmm. Tom Osborne Field in Nebraska holds 89,000, but you can get 93 in there because right. he did it with the volleyball game. Squeeze them the in point be The point being, the horseshoe holds 108. Right. And the Happy Valley's at 110, and the, the big house is at 110. They hold all these huge, it's a big business. Merchandising, television rights, football game tickets, conference championships, like what we just went to, well, I did, and now in Atlanta. All that stuff, that revenue matters, you know, all of it. Now, there was something interesting about the Atlanta trip that Allison and I actually both appreciated. 
They did not sell alcohol during the football game. No, no alcohol was sold during the SEC championship game. Interesting. So you either tailgated and were buzzed when you came in, or you weren't going to drink until the game was over. So, um, and we kind of liked it because even when things got a little heated there in a couple moments, people didn't right. get stupid and out of control and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but my point is, this college football, it's a huge business. What's the buy-in, did they say, to the SEC? Uh, that little video we watched, but I've heard it before, a hundred and or $720 million, oh, that number. The, that was what that guy was making fun of in the video Amy tagged us in. Oh, there was, was a the, um, was there the was amount a of money from the ACC that was 120 I think. Mm-hmm. So you talk $120 million. That's nine figures. Mm-hmm. That's huge, you know? Football's a big yeah. business. It's 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 humongous. And you know, the other thing about an expanded playoff, you get more games, you get more tickets, you get more exposure, you get more television, blah, 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 blah. Right. We could sit there and talk about it all night long. There's it's good business in that sense. I just think it's too many teams. I think you're gonna drag football on forever, you know. And like you said, if you don't get rid of the cupcake games, you've got these and let's face it, there's a lot of contracts that have been signed. Yeah. That you can't really you're not going to be able to get out of right. just because you're in this huge conference. You know, it's like you said about Georgia and uh was it Georgia Auburn was supposed to not Georgia Auburn this year was supposed to play. Oklahoma. Oklahoma and and Georgia was supposed to play. Yeah. But they, the they reason, canceled it for no return or whatever. Well, yeah. But that, so, that's a so big, I think but that's Alabama, a big money football game. You know, yeah, that's think, a big money football game. Alabama, Texas was going to finish this year, supposedly. So that's the reason they allowed that. But Georgia, Oklahoma was supposed to start this year and end next year. But next year, they're both going to be in the SEC. So they didn't let it happen. So that's yeah. the, the idea. That's Georgia's excuse for not having a tougher schedule. But, you know, it makes sense. Like I said, I, I thought Georgia was rolling. And then, you know, they didn't, they didn't play really well against Georgia Tech, but they sat a lot of players. Yeah, but they just against Alabama, they didn't they didn't have an answer. They just didn't have an didn't have an answer. And that speaks volumes about the coaching of Nick Saban and his staff, what they've been able to do. Like you said, we talked about it early in the season. They had to figure out what Milrow could actually do for them. And they have. They have. Everybody knows what he does now. Yeah, um, I think he's most improved. I mean that damn that damn Auburn tape, Terry, and I'm not picking at you. I'm not rubbing it in your face. You and I thought that he should have been dead to rights on fourth and thirty-one. Yeah, that will be one of those clips that they show on freaking television now, forever, because it was fourth and thirty-one and he hit the go home touchdown. You know, kind of like the Tua clip that they love when it's second and twenty-six yep. in the national championship game. Same thing, and he just hit. He hits that damn pass. After Georgia buried him, took a huge sack, right. and then he stole the championship from him. So, those particular things that you see, I, uh, you know, I thought, like I said, I thought it was a great football game. This four debate, though, there's so many questions. Does Michigan belong legally? Should they be allowed to participate? Do we think they've been the most dominant team in football? Yeah, based on who they've played, they've been really, really good just absolutely beat the crap out of Iowa Saturday night, you know? And neither of us even thought that game would be close, but you talk about just ugly. 
and I know, oh, I've already said it, but three turnovers and mm -hmm. 26 to zero, it might as well have been a lot more than that. And um, they look good but, against Penn State, even not throwing any passes in the second half. I mean, they're a very good defense. Um, can but they I wonder, get to Melrose enough to make it matter? And and next year they're going to go ahead and have a proceeding where we decide we're gonna we're gonna steal the national championship like we stole Reggie Bush's Heisman. For whatever Reggie Bush did or didn't do, he was the best player in football that year. Yeah. And it wasn't close. And you took the damn Heisman, and you've taken the national championship from them for all their violations. It's like a Pete but Rose discussion in, in college yeah. football. Yeah. You're still the best football team. That 03, that 03 uh, and 04 or, uh, Southern Cal teams yeah. and 05, they were – that was three of the best teams I've ever seen play football, you know, and they, they, they lost the Oh three championship. They lost the Oh four championship because they took them from them. That that's not real. You can punish them, but that's not real. You know, so there's always going to be this question mark, this cloud, this black spot, whatever you want to say on this Michigan deal. If Michigan wins the national championship, it will always be tainted always because of the bullshit that happened during the season. Well, let's see what they do next year. I mean, that's my deal. It's like next year is always going to be there. Uh, well, and the guilt, the guilt factor is what gets me. You're going to let the head football coach take a three-game suspension, fire the linebackers coach, but somehow we're going to put him in the damn playoff. That would have been what you should have taken from him. Maybe so. I don't know. The Big Ten was not going to take him out of the championship game. They won that. Well, the Big Ten commissioner, isn't he on the playoff committee? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it all comes down to that. And the NCAA has no power anywhere on any of this. You know, not even the playoff. They don't control that. They got no say. That's another thing that's wrong with the whole situation. Nobody's in real control. It's all about the money. So, of course, they're not going to get kicked out. Nobody has right. the power to do that that cares. Anyway, you got any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Been a good discussion. We didn't rip through a whole bunch of scores and stats, but um, plenty to talk about here. And we'll have plenty to yeah. talk about next week, too. I'm looking forward to good football. I like surprises in the bowl season. The one thing that we both talked about already, the X and Y factors being the firings, and, uh, well, I'm not playing and or entering the transfer portal. That's going to really affect the outcome on some of these. And I guess we'll pick them next week or the week after, and we'll figure it out if we're right or wrong. But, yep. I mean, the six or eight games that matter, most of those rosters will be intact. So, right. um, particularly, of course, the top four, no one's entering the draft before the national championship, if you've got a chance. So, um, yeah, I think it was a... I think it'll be a good season or a good uh, good bowl season. I hope so anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, like I said, it's another X factor. And we'll keep tracking the uh, for all our fans that love us putting the crap out on Facebook, talking about all the monies paid and this and that. Um, I like to do that sort of thing. So we'll try to track some more of these coaching changes. As of today, Billy Napier is still employed at Florida, Terry. So I don't yes. <laughs> I don't know why, but he's still employed at Florida. Um, 
we have fired other coaches for less, but he's still in Florida. So, um, yeah. So we're going to have coaching changes. We're going to have transfer portal. We're going to see who these got, where these guys go. Uh, we're going to see who sits out for the, for the rosters, for their bowl games. We're going to see who starts playing ping pong for New Mexico state. That's a lacrosse joke there, but you know, whatever. Anyway, thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, all kind of craziness. Um, but we appreciate you paying attention to us here. We know it's a couple of days later. We haven't put out as much this week, but everything shifted when it became the postseason. Um, I am going to put out a link uh, probably tomorrow for um, tomorrow being Thursday for um, a bowl pick em. We'll see what we can do with that. Go ahead and join that and see what you can do. Uh, we'll talk about some game picks on the next show, whatever bowls are coming up. And like I said, we appreciate it. Um, we'll talk to you next time, guys. Thank you for listening. We are TNA Top 10 on all social media. I'm T Weave 79. He's 30, your fan. We're available weekly where you get your podcasts. Like, subscribe, and share. Thank you. <laughs>